Broadcasting Network. One, two, a one, two, three. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Okay, welcome podcasters. We're back again, and boy, Ray and I have been through a lot last night. This show wasn't almost didn't take place. We both were. Ray was um, bit by a dog uh, in Malibu, going into uh, a visit someone there, and uh, and ran into these dogs and got himself. It was their dogs. It was their dogs. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a feral dog. And by the way, the dog had done that to many people before, wow. I found out after the fact. Wow, that's that's really irresponsibility. I might go back tonight and shoot the dog. I'm just yeah. kidding. Or shoot the woman? What do you think? Should, who should be shot? The I woman think I or should the dog? shoot them all. Right. I, I better get a lot of bullets. There's a lot of weirdness going on over there. <laughs> no, I'm not going to shoot anybody. Right. So Ray's got two a bite on each leg, quite something. He could have really, and they they worked on it. What did you actually put on those wounds? Um, like um, well, actually I put on um, 
like when a girl gets a yeast infection, you know, like I put on, I use one of those pads. <laughs> I'm not pad? kidding. Yeah, okay. But it has like, you know, it has alcohol. It has, you know, yeah. soothing effects in it. It has a cleaning. So, yeah. Quality sure. to it. Yeah. I use one of those and then some Neosporin and, um, oh, okay, good. yeah, I'm all right. I'm, you I'm took good. care of it. You took care of a good audience as you hear. Antibiotics you put on it and, and that all worked out. And my thing is, the one thing about the old folks, starting from the 80s on or earlier, is that they have to watch that they don't fall, because it's a big thing. These hip replacements and so on all have to do with these ladies falling, men uh, falling. So I haven't really fallen yet. And in fact, I was saying that to my wife, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay with uh, having the balance. Uh, I've had a few sh shaky things, but I never felt... But last night, I really fell. I fell backwards into a kind of a well. I mean, it was just two feet deep. There's no water in it, but it was a cement well. And, um, boy, it, I'm very fortunate to not have a more serious in injury. Were you scared when it happened? Did it scare it? Like, did it really startle you? Yeah, so it shocked me. Yeah, really, it really shocked me. I didn't, really didn't expect it at all. I was backing up, looking at a tree that was had some um, new peaches that grew on it or something, and I didn't realize I was so close to that. So something in me was not right then, and I thought about it later, that I wasn't aware of that uh, of that hole. Something in me was got so involved in that um, tree and watching that that I didn't take caution that I should have and um, and that's kind of going to be our theme today about um, we'll talk about thinking today a very a very very big subject um, not thinking is another big subject yeah <laughs> that's right well, well what thinking really is uh, for us First place, the theme of we must know the whole before we could really know, before we can really know the parts of something. Um, going after that, um, we must know the highest before we can truly understand the lowest. Um, some themes that will develop a little more. For example, if the old the old one about the blind man first uh, being taken in front of an elephant, and um, He's taken the backside and the tail, and he's shown, and he's uh, he can't see, but they give him the tail, and he feels the tail of the elephant, and he says uh, this is very snake-like or something. So this animal, but see, because he only had the tail, he didn't have um, access to the whole vision of the entire animal. Well, that's the same thing. Sometimes we work out of just parts. We don't know the whole. We don't know what's behind it, and we just. Uh, go by by the parts. So, in our work and our promise of a little greater psychology, which is more than just knowing a part, but to go deeper to the whole. So, for a moment then, before we actually um, get into thinking, um, Ray and I and Greg, if he, no, Gary. Gary, if he wants to, um, uh, the understanding 
that the realization, the beginning of freedom is the realization that we are not just thinking. That's, there's some freedom and just that realization we're not just this thinking mechanism. There's something else. So um, let's first get into a little relaxation thing. An audience, you can uh, join us in this. Then Ray, Ray and Gary, if he wants to join us in this, and I. First, um, to close our eyes and um, begin to pay attention to the innards of the body. Sensation in the hands, sensations in the feet, uh, the limbs of the body, really bring some attention to that. And then add your breath so you have the sensations of your body and now you connect that to your breath. And slowly you'll relax rest by breath by breath. You'll begin to relax. And also, as we begin to relax our body and really sense our body, there's an understanding that there's a, there's a powerful energy field in the body that usually the mind usurps, usurps because it, uh, it's, it's just sending so many thoughts, so much thinking down to us that we miss the feeling of of the energy, the energy field in our body, which later could become um, an awareness. So we're, we're kind of tuning into, into that. Now, I think since we got up this morning, the three of us, um, our thoughts are beginning, our thinking begun, and all kinds of thoughts came to us. Um, Ray, what would you, up to this point at 10.30, um, quarter of 11 in this studio, can you think of a theme of a, of a, a cluster of thoughts came to you as a related theme? Anything, just small things, just to touch that for a moment. <clears throat> for me, it's usually... You know, when I get up, it's it's tending to the job at hand, whatever job there is going on, and making sure, you know, everything's in place and everything's there. You know, so that's a lot of running around, a lot of, you know, and getting there before the guys get there so we can hit the ground running because there can be a lot of downtime. So that that's what usually occupies me in the morning. You know, unless I do, you know, which which I do do my sitting, and that slows me down a lot, and that makes me do an inventory, and then, because most of the time I'll I'll behave like a chicken, you know. I mean, I'll be I'll have that kind of energy just running around. It's like a chicken waiting to be beheaded, mm -hmm. you know, that frantic go 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 go, mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day, nothing's done, or you know, the chicken's just going. So to slow my chicken down, that's what I do. And that'll put me in a different state. That'll put me in a much more present 
state. Okay, so Ray gives you, that's a typical morning. Um, was it the same this morning? Because you had a couple of injuries and been through something last night. Did your thinking go to that area? No, not surprising. Because they don't hurt. They're more, they look more vicious than they are. You know, like I'm not hurt. Okay. You know, for instance, when I lost my thumbnail recently, oh, yeah. now that I was occupied with because okay. it was excruciating pain. So that one, that one got to me. So yeah. that, and then I think with like injury, you, you reflect on, um, or at least I do, your, your mortality <laughs> whenever you're hurt, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, cause I'm so conditioned to not really being hurt and taking risk, mm-hmm. which you know, that's that's direct with my childhood, you know, that, that kind of thing, that kind of acting out thing. So, but that that one got me. My thumb got me. The dog bites didn't get me too much. But I was kind of proud of myself for not, you know, beating the dog in front of the woman. Oh, yeah. You know, or, or you know, making it submit. Because it was kind of sad, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. Brother, it was like you... being in a David Lynch movie. Yeah. It really was. It was, it was bizarre. Well, you used good judgment not to... Run away with your emotions and no, and the woman's like close to eighty, you know. But she's not, you know, and she's a retired physician. But she, I guess, you can really tell the older a person gets what their maladies are. Like with you, you can't because you're working on yourself, and you, it's different. Like I don't know many eighty-year-old guys that I could hang out with, especially now. You know, I mean, you're an exception. Okay. So for me, you, I, the point I was we're exploring is that um, usually the mind and thoughts will go to if the body is in some kind of jeopardy. In other words, they begin, the, the thinking process begins to offer all kinds of possibilities and did you go to the doctor so I woke up I woke up with that this morning but I mine was uh, my, my uh, stuff is there it's bruised and painful um, so that's something you'll see for yourself podcasters that um, notice that if there's something that's bothering you physically in some way even if it's a pimple or something um, you notice that the mind will begin to f- flood to that area, like almost like blood coming down to a certain area, and it'll begin to offer a lot of things. Um, uh, Gary, for you, um, in your morning, you got here by, you. what time were you, what time did you get here? Uh, I got about 9.15, 9.20. Okay, so he gets here before we do. Um, in your thoughts this morning, could you think of, what were a cluster of thoughts of kind of weaving around the theme that kind of stayed with you maybe while you're driving over or having breakfast or um i was exceptionally glad that i wasn't late because at a certain point i turned off my alarm which i have a habit of doing and then sleeping through the day and uh for some reason something in the back of my mind woke me up and said you have to go to work and uh Mm. that was very fortunate so that kind of stuck with me even till right now. Okay. So he might have slipped right through it, but something in him woke him. Um, you know, something that kind of happened to me on the drive here, how much we have in common 
by these little parts that we're going to explore that we all kind of have. I was driving over and um, um, and I was rehearsing possibilities what I could talk about today. So I was in that mode, in more of that like daydreaming mode. Then all of a sudden, something woke me up and I looked up the sign and the exit uh, moving to another freeway was right a half a mile away. And then I switched to another mode. In other words, the daydreaming mode, first place, goes very fast. I got to that point. I was already there because I was kind of daydreaming with these thoughts. And then the part that when I woke up, said, well, where are you? And then I began to realize, I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to have to make a decision in the next half mile where I'm going to stay, you know, get on the wrong freeway and really be late. So then another part of me woke up you know, started to move over, started to do the things to get me in the place uh, that I needed to be. But that's another, another, it's another thing about mind and thinking, particularly in daydreaming. If you settle back and just begin to daydream, first place, time, I find, goes very fast. And I can get into that daydream. In this case, I was rehearsing something, but uh, or fantasy, um, and then something could wake me up. The part that woke, woke Gary up about this show, the part that woke me up and said, what, you're going to get on the wrong freeway in about a half a mile. Um, and then a, a different kind of thinking occurred. See, we're going to talk about thinking, but also like, um, saying that thinking is a great tool and it's a marvelous thing that this human has it. And we're going to have little different kinds of thinking. There's thinkings at higher level. There's thinkings at strategic levels that make changes. And there's kind of daydreaming going on and fantasy. So we want to explore those different parts of mind. Is that, do you know, does that ring a bell for you, Ray, where you wake up to something? Something's been preoccupied and... Yeah, <clears throat> yeah and it, well, I, whenever I used to see you, you know, on Saturdays I, when I would drive in, you know, you go through a rehearsal process, you know, and I would I would go, all right, what am I going to talk about with Jim today? And, you know, you, your opening line usually is, okay, what are you bringing? And then I just left all that behind because it never worked out. <laughs> I was like, all right, cut that out, you know, wake up. Mm-hmm. And then and the funny thing is that when you would say something to you, or it, it was amazing the turns and depth it would take in a matter of moments to put you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Hey, and with that said, uh, you know, Jim, let's let's take a let's take a word from our sponsors, huh? Okay. Hey, everybody! If you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do. You know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates. I love Amazon.com just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. Okay, okay. so we just had a word from our sponsors, and we're getting back, and the theme of the show is the beginning of looking at thinking. Now, here's... Probably one of the most important things in our life, uh, with this, in our evolutionary life, um, you know, matter, 
Um, when it became life, um, life eventually became mind. Uh, an amazing, amazing movement that this, this fire, this billowy storm of fire billions of years ago eventually settled in clusters of, of systems occurred and on and on it went um, and moved to life and, and to, to the atom and on and on and got to mind the very thing we're going to be talking about um, tonight. Amazing. From that, from, that blast, from that inferno of a fire to Shakespeare. Hmm. to Mozart. Think of that for a moment. A blazing fire billions of years ago going in all different directions. And Shakespeare. Leading to Shakespeare. And Mozart. And Holy God. Thinking of that for a moment, for a moment just for a moment from that to Shakespeare, just using that as an example. Look at the pieces that would have to come together little by little to come in to a Shakespeare. Let, uh, if we try to, let, let's say we have pieces of a watch. Give Gary his little bag of watch parts. Now, in this, in this, um, bag is all the right all the right pieces to a watch but it's scattered and I give Ray a bag I'll take a bag and if we really began to shake that bag and we look at it and shake at it and we did it to the day we die those pieces would never come together if they come together they would form a watch and it could tell time but they're not together what does it need so we shake it, we do that, we try, and we look in there, and nothing. One part might even fall into another part, but nowhere near a functioning watch. What does that bag of pieces need? What's the first thought that comes to us about that? That bag of pieces, no matter what we shake it and do, is never a functional watch. I'm talking about in, in, um, in evolution, all that stuff, but somehow became something, became Shakespeare. What's the difference in that? Millions and billions of years of experiments and um, tornadoes and dinosaurs and, and Mozart came. What do you think? What's, what, what does that bag of pieces of that watch need to be a functional watch? God. Oh yeah, Jim. Same. In practical yeah. life, what would it be? <laughs> what are you getting at? Now, just stay with it for a minute. 
Gary, what do you think? What does that bag of pieces need? Uh, well, because Ray said God, my sarcastic instinct was a watchmaker. But uh, in reality, yeah. I would say, you know, a plan, maybe somebody who knows how to make a watch to help, something like that. Okay, so let's take that. And what, what is a watchmaker? He's, a, he's, an, some, he's an expert, he has skills, and he's, he, he offers a higher level of order. Right? We did all that shake and nothing came of it. But let this expert come in with this higher level of order, and all of a sudden, we got a watch that's working perfectly. So that's, that's a, it's a way to know that things are not haphazard. There's something needed of another level of intelligence in this watchmaker that would answer our problem. So Gary kind of hit it with that watchmaker. Um, Everybody was thinking watchmaker. <laughs> you mean our audience? Yeah. As they began their order for the But that was uh, too easy. Ah. So, so <laughs> I thought it was going to be some esoteric, you know, stuff coming well, down. We'll have to lead to that. But we're talking about it just on this level. And incidentally, podcasters, I know you're beginning to phone in for the flower order. Uh, f- finish the flower order. Order the flowers. <laughs> we want to make sure that. <laughs> no, the Amazon. Oh, is this is Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, all right. The Amazon order. The order, the Amazon order. Okay. Uh, so before you do that, and a fucking watchmaker while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, level of order. Levels of order. To, to go from a ball of fire to Shakespeare, to go from a watch and many pieces to a functional watch, a level of order. Is what we're talking about. And not haphazard. Right. Um, and so that we need a watchmaker in ourself. In other words, what's our watchmaker? What's something that when we come out of, when I came out of that fog this morning, uh, something in me took that over. That fog, that dream would have taken me into the valley if I just stayed with it. And maybe uh, Gary would have still been asleep now. I'd probably been up by now. Um, Something woke up. When you wake up, something happens. And then a different level of order begins. So see if that's true for you, podcasters. We're including you in this to see what that is for your life. so we have this cre- creative emergence of the universe that's always moving to um, higher orders. So it takes a long time. And now we have a chance in our own being, kind of being a miniature universe, what would be the watchmaker in us? What would be a part of us that could have a higher order? Well, I definitely see that that with the sitting, you're accountable to something different than just the day-to-day what what was. You know, it makes you more conscious. I mean, you're more conscience-based and you're more, you're definitely more awake if you're going to participate in that, that sort of thing. Yeah. And what Ray's talking about in, in uh, meditation, which is, 
a watcher that looks at thinking. That's one thing that happens in meditation. So we're, you're in meditation, and the mind could be running and so on. Oh, and it's going. And the mind is going. <clears throat> the watcher, <clears throat> when the watcher is activated in the, uh, in the uh, meditational world, it, it takes a look at thinking. An automatic almost happens that the thinking could take a different form just by looking at it. So that's one thing we know as we begin to explore this, that when we feel something in ourselves, when we come back to our body and have a presentation and a posture, uh, more of an alignment, and we would add a witness or a watcher to our thinking, thinking then could wake up more. So, and for me, that's like it, it decreases the, the, the frantic energy, you know, mm -hmm. that I have. I mean, I, I operate in that a lot, you know, with, with working and everything else. It, it, gives you, it makes you take a step back, and it makes you keenly more aware. And you can slow. And actually, when you're in that, when you're present, you wind up getting a lot more done. Hmm. Which mm -hmm. is, you know, it 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 would seem otherwise, but it it doesn't. It it allows you to truly perform, mm -hmm. or to really be there and and perform. Mm -hmm. So it it kind of lets you off the hook in a in a strange way, onto another one, but yet mm -hmm. a, a deeper one. Okay. So what we're kind of slowly going for, that there's a realm of intelligence that's beyond thought. See, as long as thought... It's a different order, Jim. A different order, okay? A realm of intelligence that's beyond thought. Now, something we would never take to really know that because we're so connected, we're so obsessed with thought. Thought, takes, so thought has a tremendous momentum. It just takes us all over the place. Um, we contacted the compulsion to live almost exclusively through memory and anticipation. It's another thing thought has, memory and anticipation. It's either anticipating something, it's trying to get something, it's using the memory to, to go through its file, and, but that that compulsion for anticipation is very strong. The, the thoughts are, the mind is very hungry. It's always trying to get more. It's always leading to more. It's always going for more. It can't get enough. It lives off of that stimulation. So maybe we could say that. So we're seeing a mind, some of his attributes, it has a real compulsiveness to it. It has a momentum that's very strong that can take us totally over and lead our attention wherever it wants to. Jesus. And uh, anticipation. Go ahead. Uh, that's just a, a lot to absorb right there, what you say. I mean, that's a lifetime right there, but you can do that. And yeah. you can see the, the uh, obsessive nature of it and the compulsion and the wanting to be right in it and all that other stuff. I mean, it is an appetite. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's rampant. Gary, is any of this 
observations about thoughts? Anything come into your mind? Uh, no, I think you guys are making some very astute observations. You know, I think that that it's all pretty thought-provoking. I uh, I don't really have much to add, though. Sorry. Okay. It'll fucking make you cry. Hmm. I mean, what you just said right there, that last paragraph that you or what you just said that, that that's you know mildly overwhelming hmm. and you don't see it that way yeah 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 um yeah it kind of it's kind of scary okay audience podcasters you know, how how are you taking this ray, ray feels that's quite an overwhelming i feel part. like i'd rather get bit by a dog <laughs> you know right. i mean to take that on I mean, if you look at what you just said, and the, to become conscious of that, and to really take that on and in, and to a different order, that's a that's a tremendously big job. Yeah. So we want to locate a, a dimension. Let's see how to say that um, of consciousness far deeper than thought. That's what I'm going to put out there. We're going to go in that direction. A consciousness that's deeper than thought, far deeper than thought. Thought is, you know, mostly chasing its tail about its, uh, its current events of its life. But I also, I, I'm not putting, making it a low uh, situation with it. Uh, it's a great tool. And, then, and when we further as we go on with this, we're going to see the different levels of thought. There's sometimes it could really be used as a great tool. Uh, we want to see the difference between that than just obsessional and uh, constant anticipation, uh, wanting to be right, uh, wanting to have its way. We're going to see the different modes of thought. And we can begin to see, um, where are we with it? Could we ever settle down and begin to watch it and it it begins to quiet down? What would that be worth to be still enough to really relax from all the dictates of thought? So we're kind of going to go in that direction a little bit. Um, Can you give um, Can you give like maybe some examples of of what of any of the different types of thought? Um, <clears throat> like some allegory or story, if you want. Oh, um, there's times that I see in my own life that my lack of thinking has allowed something to happen, allowed me um, to go to a place I didn't want to be. And I have a sense that if if there was a higher intelligence in me, my own higher intelligence um, was there, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten to this place. Um, that I would, I would have been directed by something that's more valuable in me. Hmm. Um, I should have done that. I should have spoken up. I should have asked. I should have something where I just let it all go by, and the moment passed. Sometimes we have great opportunities, but they pass. 
because that real thinker is not ready to handle it. I mean, it's not awake enough to handle something that should have been handled earlier in preparation. Um, yeah, but that that winds up being a, a repetitive process too, right? I mean, you kind of internalize that stuff very young and you'll do it again and again. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I have a thing with avoiding. You know, I avoid certain situations or I avoid yeah. taking care of myself at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And it's peat and repeat. I mean, I'm more cognizant and conscious of it now, but it's still right next to me. Right, but now you're catching... You're adding a piece to it now. At one time, it totally took you over, was unconscious, and just led you in all kinds of behaviors. But now something is intervening, not all the time, but it's intervening, and you can catch it. See, and say, that's a better, that's a little more intelligent part of me. Or even when you're in a situation where you're going to ask that of yourself. You know, I need something now. That I need to be really here and really using my mind in in an upscale way. We're going to try, you know, it's going to take us a while to get this more uh, together. But we all know there's times when something happens and we begin to feel like it's not, but I can't rise up to it. I allow it to take it, take it with me. Mm. Hey, we all know that part. And then later we'll say, you know, why didn't I do that? You know, podcasters, you remember those times where we say, I only had to say no, or I only had to say if this is not right for me, but like, I why didn't. why did I go to Laguna last night? Yeah, that, right might be, that might be a real question for you. Why was I even there? Yeah. And what, and what, prepar- what preparation was needed to, to meet that uh, situation or let the lady know or something? I don't know. Something, something that was there. Uh, you didn't anticipate the dogs. And the part of me that um, got so engrossed in something that got lost and fell. You see, that was something. There's something, and you know, afterwards I realized it, but that wasn't with me earlier. Sometimes the mind and the senses can take us. Remember, they have, they have the momentum. They can just grab us and um, take us down a road. So we're thoughtful of that. Um, what else? 35. Okay, our time has kind of whisked by. But I hope podcasters, uh, we're going to talk about something very practical. Um, in fact, what I wrote today before I came uh, earlier in the week was about evolution. Then I changed it all, realizing maybe it was a little too... Uh, a little too academic and not practical. So I went into thinking, well, let me get a more practical. And we went into um, beginning to look at thinking. Was that inspired by the fall? Or did you do that? Did you change it before that? Uh, no, uh, well, that uh, Ray raises that question. It's a good one in that maybe because of the trauma I've been through with the fall, that I was more um, there or more uh, in a state um, because I was a, was a shock to go through and coming a little bit out of the shock maybe I was in a different place. So yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a real possibility. I remember shocks really shake us up and uh, sometimes we're much more lucid 
once the shock is coming to an end or we're able to think are more serious and so on. Okay, so podcast, we're going to invite you to come in and have your thoughts about it too. You can send, um, what would they send? An email or a, what do they? They can Twitter us at LLWJC or they can email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com. You know what LL stands for, right, Jim? No. Ladies love Jim Carolla. Oh, <laughs> so you mean at eighty I can still turn a head? Yeah, the, the girls still go for me. Wait, wait a minute, Gary. What does <laughs> it stand for? Really? I don't know. What's the big screen behind you say? Oh, life lessons. Jesus Christ! Life lessons. Oh, oh yeah, that's what your show is <laughs> called. I'm not trying to get too clever with the Twitter names, guys. I, I try to keep it very universal. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the show's called, Jim. Okay, show's called that. <laughs> all right, so Gary, um, all right, so Gary, give us some good information. If you have a, if you have a thought about it, kind of disinterest you this area of uh, beginning to look at thinking and the, the and the and, the, and the, how meditation could affect it and mindfulness could affect it and beginning to come awake and different levels of thinking and to get to our own watchmaker who can help us. Put our watch together. Jim, how ironic is it that we both forgot the name of your show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to be kidding yeah. me. LL. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so if that interests you, podcasters, let us know, and we're going to continue on thinking, uh, uh, adding more to this next week in our thinking. And I'll add a couple of exercises for those who will be interested. And maybe Ray and Gary and I could do one here. And we're going to try to wake up to the power that mind has over us. And even though we're saying it's clearly an important tool, but there's a way that we need to know um, to get to an awareness that's even beyond mind. Okay, so we're, we're going to begin to end the show. Um, we're glad that you uh, listened to us today. And um, as we get our... Big stuff today, Number Jim. Four. Good job. Okay, here we go. Oh, we're not going to scat, are we? What? Yeah, we're going to go uh. off with this. Oh, one, two, three. Okay, folks, this is our going off song. Ray is beginning to really get in the rhythm. His head is going... Uh, his head is bobbing up and down. His hand is starting to click and... He's getting a little excited, I think. He's <laughs> oh, just adjusting in his seat. Ba ba do ba da beep boom bay no do ba 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 ba. Okay. Ba ba beep boom bay da 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 ba 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 ba. Okay. Ray's gonna. I'm gonna scat some things, and Ray'll try to copy me. Okay. Go, Jim. Okay, we're giving you, you like your 64 notes. Let's give yes. you a few. Yes. Beat up. Beat up. Shut 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 up
As we begin to get to our last uh, measures here, uh, we invite you next week to be back. Um, and thank and, you. And we, and we thank you. And uh, what's the name of that? Amazon.com. Amazon.com. <laughs> they're fantastic. They're fantastic. I think they're going to send us on a trip down the Amazon, Jim. Whoa. Boop, boop, bebop. All right. So, um, so join us next week. And don't forget our Amazon.com and Bad Power Flowers, right? That's, that's still on? No? Just Amazon.com to get powers. Maybe we should talk about this before. Ba-ba-do-dum. Okay. Good job, Jim. One, two, or one, two, three. or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.